Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Happened in America last week and Trump's role in it and all that kind of stuff. And do you know what? I'm really starting to think that this Donald Trump isn't a very nice guy. Who knew? It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. CJ and Whoopty on Wizard Radio, Young Blood, Machine Gun Kelly. Before that, hi, it's Alec Feldman. I'm on. It's me again. You all right? How's it going? I feel like everyone in the world is just a bit like Ugh, at the minute. That's the vibe I'm getting from people I'm talking to. People I'm like seeing on Twitch and stuff. Everyone's just everyone's fed up. Everyone's a bit miserable, and and that's that's fun. So, I'll tell you what, let's be fed up and miserable together. Although, I'm actually in a, in a moderately good mood today. I'll tell you why. I was outside just before this, and where I am, it's really sunny. And I, just the fact that it's really sunny, I think, makes me a bit happier. That's good. Whenever whenever I don't get enough daylight, I'm always a bit grumpy, and people are like, have you been outside today? And I was like, no. And that, that, they'll be like, well, there you go. That's why you haven't had any vitamin D. So, I've had my vitamin D. I'm ready to do a radio show. It's all good. When I was outside earlier, there seemed to be a disproportionate number of people on skateboards and scooters. Um, is this a new thing? Is this the lockdown free thing? Everybody is now. Excuse me. Everyone's now riding like skateboards. Because I don't remember seeing this in lockdowns one or two. But this, this is the year of the skateboard. So, I mean, that's that's weird. I've never noticed that before. But, like everyone, everywhere I went, there were just loads of people on skateboards. And loads of other people filming the people on skateboards. Weird. Is it a TikTok thing? It's probably a TikTok thing. That's what most things in the world are now. So, that's fun. Um, Listen, on the show today, I've got a good one for you. After four o'clock, I want to do something for the first time called Flex of the Week. Because I've seen a, a, quite frankly, disgraceful flex on social media. It was, you know, up there with the flexiest of flexes. And I would like to bring this to the radio after 4pm. I've also decided to set myself a mission for this year. Something I want to achieve. My hopes and dreams for 2021. I want to talk about being on hold. My favourite human being is on the TV. I've had the weirdest argument ever about something. And I've found something weird you can you can buy on Fiverr. I love Fiverr. So I'll tell you about that in about 5 minutes. Plus on the show before 5pm got a 60 second guide for you completely accurate as always i wouldn't make this up and we'll do what's going on which is the new game that we play every week just before 4 p.m so don't move now like i said last week it's it's your new year the show is slightly different you know it's not it's not brand new but nor is it the same old show that it was in 2020 so let's do something kind of new these are the best and worst things in the world this week this is just kind of a list. I rank everything that's happened in the past seven days. Not not everything, maybe. A lot of the things that have happened in the last seven days. And I tell you what's been good and what's been bad. Just so you know, you know, what, what I'm loving and hating at the moment. Because I'm a very fickle person. My favourite thing changes basically on a weekly basis. So this is kind of a way of just documenting that. 
So, the worst thing in the world this week, according to me, all the minor celebrities and all the influencers who have taken themselves off to Dubai. What are you doing? There's a pandemic on. Have you not noticed? People are dying. People are in hospital. Everyone's trapped in the houses. And you're just flying off to a really sunny country to pretend that nothing's happening and spread a disease that could kill people. Great. Thanks. Well done. A round of applause for for the minor celebrities and influencers, everyone. Well done, influencers. Thank you so much for reminding me what the world used to be like and apparently is, still is for you. Great. They can get in the bin. Like, read the room, guys. Look around. Does anybody want to see you having a nice time in Dubai right now? Probably not. So just calm it, please. Thank you. They are the worst thing in the world this week. The best thing, however, in the world this week, it's got to be the Twitter ban, hasn't it? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Donald Trump, he's been kicked off Twitter. It only took, what, four years of inciting hatred, but finally, he has been removed. Better late than never, I suppose. He's been booted off Facebook as well. So that at least is a small a small win in what is otherwise a world of rubbishness. Donald Trump has been taken off Twitter. He can no longer tweet whenever a thought pops into his head, which is good, I suppose, but much, much too late. But, you know, it's good. The other best thing in the world this week also relates to what was happening in America. All those people, I suppose... Terror- terrorists. I'm going to call them terrorists. The terrorists who basically broke into the Capitol building in America. There's this, this meme that started, right? Some of the some of the the people, the terrorists, I suppose, you know, the rioters, whatever. Um, they they died in the process of um, rioting and doing what they're doing. And you know, it is it is what it is. But a meme has started. I I this isn't real, as far as I'm aware. It's not real. But there's a meme going around at the moment that someone who was sort of a rioter, terrorist, protester, whatever, um, they they died whilst tasing their their balls by accident. You know, just not my words, the words of this this joke that's going around on the internet, and it is kind of making me laugh. I know it's a kind of a slightly weird, sick thing to laugh at, but. There's so many funny memes that I've seen about it. And so my favourite thing, the best thing in the world this week, is the meme about a rioter, protester, terrorist, whatever, who tased their balls to death. You know, it's kind of, it is kind of sick. I, I do appreciate that. But also, as a meme, a fictitious meme, I might add, it is quite funny. So, so there you go. The best and worst things in the world this week. Worst things are influencers in Dubai go away but the best thing getting banned from twitter and accidentally tasing your balls <laughs> did i just say that on the radio yes i did let's move on coming up next you can buy something on fiverr i've had an idea it's coming up after sean mendes justin bieber monster on wizard radio right now really like that justin bieber and sean mendes uh, monster i'm alec feldman hi all right music that i'm going to play you soon includes Pale Waves, includes Ariana Grande, Tate McRae, also on the way very soon. You know Fiverr, the website? I've talked about this before. I decided a few months ago, I just finished uni and I was like, oh my god, what do I do next? I decided I was going to sell my services on Fiverr for some extra money. Um, It's a website, basically, where you can hire people to do things for you. And the idea is it's supposed to cost around, I think it's an American thing, so around $5 is the principle of Fiverr. And people can just advertise whatever service they provide. A lot of creative people use it. So, like, graphic designers or um, voiceovers, especially. There's loads of them on Fiverr. And I was like, ooh, okay. So people can just hire you to do random things and give you money. Great. So I decided I wanted to get involved in this. I think I got some ideas off you, actually. Someone suggested I could sing terrible songs for people. Or, um, I can't remember what else. But I got quite a few ideas. And I was just on like the internet, as as you do the other day. And I saw an advert for it. And I did a double take because the advert had an example of like someone's Fiverr profile on it and what they were selling. And I was like, hang on, did I did I just see this right? So I went on to the actual website, Fiverr, and put in what I thought I saw. And I was right. I did see it. There are twenty-four thousand 
766 people on Fiverr that can offer you this service. And I was surprised because it, it it's quite a straightforward thing. I didn't realise that it's something you could pay other people to do. I thought most people could just do this themselves. But but no, you can you can charge people for this and people will pay money for it. And I was surprised the thing was converting PDFs to Word documents. Now a PDF, if you don't know, it's like a it's a type of document format. It's supposed to be really secure and you can't edit it and stuff and you open it. It's what you open in Adobe Reader basically. That's what a PDF is. A Word document is obviously from Microsoft Word. And so, because you can't edit PDFs, you might want to make them into a Word document. Which seems like a fairly straightforward process, and I'm pretty sure it is. But, if you don't know how to do it, you can pay £3.87 to people. Uh, they're all £3.87. Um, and, and they'll do it for you. I had no idea. I th- think you can do this yourself for free, just by getting a PDF and going open with Microsoft Word and it'll convert it for you. But if you don't know how to do that, like I said, you can you can pay someone. They all I will convert PDF to Word, PDF to Excel. I can copy and paste for you. Data entry. That's great. I will recreate scanned PDF documents. These these are all their like descriptions um, that they're like offering for their services. I will professionally convert a PDF to a Word document. Um, I will convert Word, Excel, Google Sheets. I didn't realise so many people will just run a file converter for you and charge you for it, but it's great. And I think I can totally get on this hype because it's easy. I could do loads of these. I could do like probably 30 of these an hour, maybe even more. And if it's like 387 a pop, what's that? 30 times four quid, let's say, is... £120 an hour I could get for converting files on Fiverr. The only trouble, I suppose, is that there's, you know, 27,000 other people doing this. But it's great. Easy money, potentially. And I had no idea what else could I do. Like, really straightforward services that anyone can do themselves in 30 seconds, but I could charge for. Um, I will. I will change your desktop background for you. If you pay me £3.87, I can, like, remote into your computer, change your background. Because I know a lot of people seem to struggle with that. Or, um, I will delete all the screenshots off your camera roll for you, perhaps. Because they, they just take up space, they're annoying. You take a screenshot once to send your friends something, but like, <laughs> look at this. And then it just sits there forever. I could delete it. And then, money. Or, you know what? To get this, maybe I could even take the screenshot for you. Because screenshots, they're difficult. You know, you have to get your phone. You have to get a camera. You have to take a photo of the screen, then upload it, then download it, and then send the screenshot. What if what if I could just take the screenshot for you and send it to you? Wouldn't that be so much easier? And I could charge people for it. Genius! I've got it. This is the easiest money in the world. And as someone who quite likes earning money for things, it seems like a good area to get into. So Fiverr, once again, coming through with the ridiculous services that you can pay people a bit of money to do love it right coming up next i i sort of want your thoughts on a weird argument i've had coming up after pale waves she's my religion on wizard radio i really like pale waves that was she's my religion and it's wizard radio with alec hi ariana grande is on next i've got i've got a really stiff neck today it's not fair i've had it for like the last three days consecutively but also like the other week i had it repeatedly and i i think i've worked out why it's really annoying and before anyone suggests this i haven't got um oh what is it is it hepatitis when you get a stiff neck or is it something there's some there's some horrible illness where you get a stiff neck i haven't got that i've googled it it's fine but it's because like i think there's a draft in my bedroom and every night i go to sleep and this draft is like blowing on my neck and maybe i'm sleeping in a slightly weird position or I've got like too many pillows or something and I wake up and my neck's really stiff and it's like if you turn it to the right too much it really hurt ow and if you turn it to the left same or if you try to look up or down it like it's painful you can't do the full head movement that you would normally do and it's really annoying and I was just whinging about this much like I am now to one of my friends 
And I was like, yeah, I must have, must have slept in a draft or something. And they were like, sorry, what? I, I don't understand. Why has that got anything to do with the fact that you've got a stiff neck? And I was like, well, you know, when you, when you sleep in a draft, it gives you a stiff neck. And they're like, does it? Says who? Is this like some old wives tale or is this real? And I was like, um, I think it's, it's real. Like, um, it's what I've always been told. And like loads of people on the internet say the same thing. And they were like, yes, but is it on like the NHS website? Is there any evidence of that on the NHS website? No, there's not. And I was like, but, but, but like, it happens all the time. There's a direct correlation. And they were like, no, it's a coincidence. And I was like, okay. And they, they just come, went on to say, first of all, that they, they don't understand why a draft would mean that your neck would get stiff. And I was saying, well, it's because when there's a draft, you're cold and you like naturally tense your shoulders to preserve heat or whatever. And then because they're like that for so long, they become stiff. And they eventually accepted the premise that that's what you do when it's cold, because it is, it's like a natural human reflex. But then they went on to make a really, a really bold statement. Um, and I, I was quite surprised at this statement because I was like, well, how, how can you, how can you say that? But they basically went on to say that they don't believe that drafts exist. And I was like, excuse, what do you mean the draft doesn't exist? And basically, their argument went that it was something to do with air pressure. This person, they're an engineer, they know loads about physics, that's the problem. And so they were trying to use physics to explain to me, who knows nothing about physics, why a draft shouldn't exist, why it's impossible to have air in a room that's at two different temperatures and at two different speeds. And I was like, but, but it happens. Everybody knows that it's a thing that happens because you can feel it and it's written about and it exists you can't deny that drafts exist and they they did try for quite some time to insist that a draft is in fact not real it's physically impossible and i was trying despite knowing nothing about physics to argue against it and i think eventually i did i did manage to sort of you know bat off all the the like arguments be like, well, no, this is this because of this, and it, it happens. <laughs> and you know, we we sorted it out eventually. It, well, it ended. It ended with, okay, I think you've won this argument, which to me is, you know, quite the result. Uh, and so it felt like the weirdest debate I've ever had about a whether a draft causes a stiff neck, and then b whether drafts even exist. Um, <laughs> But I was just wondering, has anybody in the world ever had a more weird debate over like a trivial matter than that? Because I won't lie, debating over rubbish like that is quite fun. It's a good pastime. Like me and my friends at school used to just have arguments about stuff all the time for the sake of it. But has anybody had a weirder debate than this? Does a draft cause a stiff neck if you sleep in one? Slash, do drafts exist? And I believe... (laughs) <laughs> they've just texted me actually they're listening saying i did not say these things the slander um so this this might end up in court that would be quite unfortunate but anyway if you've had a weirder debate than do drafts exist um 07807 that's my number you can tweet me as well at whiz radio or send us an email station at wizardradio.co.uk that is the email address where you can find me have you ever had a weirder debate than are drafts real because I'm not sure that anyone will have done, but let's see. Let's wait and see, right? Tate McRae is on the way, and this is Ariana Grande. 34 plus 35 on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was Tate McRae, and are you okay? Before that, um, Ariana Grande, 34 plus 35. Alec Feldman on, all right? I love you, Rodrigo. Noah Cyrus play before 4 p.m., and... The return of what's going on, on, on. Which reminds me, I've got about it's like 20 minutes to, to make a jingle for that, so I should do that. Anyway, um, I was speaking to someone yesterday about how I've got a stiff neck and having a bit of a whinge. And this kind of developed into a debate about whether you can get a stiff neck from drafts. And in fact, whether drafts are even 
real. Whether they exist, whether they're possible, according to physics, um, I thought yes. They, despite knowing a lot more about physics than me, thought no. I somehow managed to make a fairly reasonable case. They backed down. All was good in the world. And I, it struck me how how odd of a thing it is to sort of debate over whether a draft is real. And so I wanted to know if you've had a weirder argument slash debate than that. And George says, um, a very, a very of the now phrase actually in the first lockdown yes there's the first and second and third lockdown i had an argument with a friend on facetime about the difference between turtles and tortoises he was convinced that a turtle was a male tortoise and i was coming from the angle that you know they're actually completely different animals what was so strange about this argument is that we could have literally just googled it and we would have got an answer because it wasn't like something unknown or an opinion it was literally a matter of science nevertheless for literally 60 minutes we argued about turtles and tortoises but what else did we have to do that's a very good point it does help pass the time like this is what me and my friends found at, back at school it was just you know it was fun it's intellectual stimulation it passes the time might as well just argue over something completely pointless and try and make your case which i think is how most debating societies operate actually but Anyway, yeah, no, George, you are, you're, you're absolutely right that tortoises and turtles are, in fact, different animals and not variations on gender. Um, it's not like a cow and bull type situation. They, they are the same animal, but different genders, but it's not the same for tortoises or turtles. What did I say? T tortoises or turtles. Yeah, nice one. Thanks for that, George. Juliet says, this is a bit broad. Any argument about Marvel or Harry Potter is instantly weird to me. People have these arguments on the internet about backstories, different characters, what they're doing now, what happened after the story ended, and all that kind of stuff I just find so weird. Obviously, all of these things are works of fiction. So arguing about what happens with fictional characters is just completely pointless. W what is that? Obviously... Um, I don't understand it because nobody can be correct because it hasn't been written. It doesn't exist. It's fictional. None of it exists. I've had one of the... No, I've never had one of these arguments personally, but they just annoy me. That's a good point. And especially with those kind of things, it's all involved with like fandom and fandom people are very... Um, how can I say this? Passionate. They're very passionate about what they believe in and what they're enthusiastic about and if you get on the wrong side of that you will be on a lot of people's hit lists there'll be a lot of angry messages coming your way but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm almost being careful about what I say about this purely because I don't want to feel the wrath of both Marvel and Harry Potter fandoms but I can understand your point Juliet that arguing about a work of fiction can in many situations be a, a challenging and possibly futile activity purely because it, it doesn't exist it hasn't been written yet but but um i also see the other side you see i'm, I'm treading very carefully here did I, did I get away with that okay good good hey owen owen says when i was at school i went to debating society once so i told you i told you this is what debating societies do the only time I ever went, says Owen, they were debating what is more culturally important, Justin Bieber or JK Rowling. I was on the Justin Bieber side of the debate, actually, but um, I just found the argument really strange because they're very, very different. JK Rowling can't sing. The only thing Justin Bieber has written was a very strange, oh my God, was a very strange comment in the guest book at the Anne Frank Museum in Amsterdam. Can they both be culturally important? I think they probably can. But my argument was that Justin Bieber sold more music than J.K. Rowling has sold books. It's just a weird argument to me. I mean, this is exactly what I was saying. Debating societies at school, they just debate pointless things because it's fun and it's an intellectual stimulation and it just passes the time. But yeah, that is a particularly <laughs> trivial debate, I suppose. Um, yeah, I do... <laughs> just on the subject of the Justin Bieber comment, I do, I do remember, I remember that. That was weird but I'm not sure it would necessarily count as a great work of literature in the same way Harry Potter would. 
probably. So yeah, I see where you're coming from, and and also just, he feels to me he feels less problematic. So we'll go with we'll go with the Beebs in that pointless waste of time debate. Thank you very much. <coughs> Uh, these have been these have been quite funny. Uh, oh, oh, Ellie's been on as well. Just got one more that we have time for. Last week, I had an argument with a friend about cotton wool. <laughs> what is it? I just can't wrap my head around this really strange material that we use to like dab things on our face and to stop bleeding and all that kind of stuff. It looks nothing like cotton or wool, yet it's called cotton wool. And everyone has it in their house. I've never actually seen someone buy cotton wool. But we all seem to have it anyway. It confuses me to this very moment, clearly. This is a very good point. I think I, I did actually ask this question quite recently. It didn't turn into a debate. I just kind of got given an explanation and accepted it. Supposedly, cotton wool is what cotton looks like when it just comes straight off the plant. I might be talking a load of rubbish here. So don't quote this in an exam. But... This is something that I can vaguely recall being told once when cotton comes off a cotton plant It looks like cotton wool, but then to make cotton into like, you know, the, the windy thing that you can buy at John Lewis or whatever They have to extract individual strands of cotton wool and weave it or something The more I go on the less confident I am that I know anything about what I'm currently saying But it sounds vaguely familiar. Let's go with it. So that's what cotton wool is but yeah, I don't I don't know anyone that's ever bought cotton wool. I've never bought cotton wool actually, but I do think I I do have some in here somewhere. So you're right, everyone has it. No one knows what it is. But then what's what's the argument to have about that? What was what was the the other side? The opposing opinion was like cotton wool is cotton wool and I have bought some. Therefore, you're wrong. What where was the disagreement? I don't know. But thank you very much. These have entertained me greatly, and they are, especially cotton wool, what is it? A particularly weird debate, so thank you very much. Maybe we should we should have a go at some of these debates ourselves at some point in the future, but we'll leave that for now. Coming up next, my fave, he's been on the telly, I'm so excited, Olivia Rodrigo first and driver's license on Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio, Olivia Rodrigo and driver's license. I'm Alec, hello. Um... I've just seen some exciting pandemic news, actually. Guess who has just had their jabs? It's the Queen and Prince Philip. They've they've had the jab. Um, I've just read about that, which is cool. Um, and you know what? Fair play, because they didn't even get it in, like, the first week. And they are technically in, like, you know, the at-risk group. So you just kind of got it at the same time everyone else there. Rage got it. So good on them, I suppose. Waiting in line. So they've been jabbed. They're safe-ish. I mean, the vaccine is only 95% effective, but they're good for now, I think. I mean, they were probably safe in the castle anyway, but happy days. But speaking of, um, you know, the vaccine and the ongoing catastrophe that is the global pandemic, um, you know how I've developed this strange obsession with, with Chris Whitty, who's the UK's chief medical officer. He's on the press conferences a lot. He's the one that's kind of, he's got like a bit bald, um, got cool eyebrows, and he's the one that goes, next slide please. That's him. And he, he comes up with all the graphs and gives us all the bad news, you know. But he just seems like, I don't know, I just really like him. Um, I'm also in a Facebook group that I originally joined kind of as a joke called Chris Whitty Fans Unite. But I think that has genuinely turned me into a Chris Whitty fan. But some exciting Chris Whitty news that I've seen today. He's going to be in an advert on the telly. He might already be in an advert on the telly. Just, you know, telling everyone to stay at home and be sensible. Have a listen to this. COVID-19, especially the new variant, is spreading quickly across the country. This puts many people at risk of serious disease and is placing a lot of pressure on our NHS. Vaccines give clear hope for the future, but for now, we must all stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. See, that's that's our Chris is in his new advert and it's, you know, it's quite an important but ultimately bad message that he's giving. You know, it's all rubbish. Just stay at home because this is a disaster. But he delivers it in a way that sort of makes me think, hmm, OK, you know what, Chris? All right, I will. I will stay at home. I will remember to wash my hands because you seem like a trustworthy chap and I'm going to do what you say. And I really like that. Just imagine, you know, he'll it's like a star now. It'll be like, I don't know, fronting all sorts of adverts this time next year. This year, 
yes, you'll be watching The Masked Singer and then Chris Whitty appears delivering the bad news. This time next year, you'll be watching The X Factor, if that ever comes back, it probably won't. And Chris Whitty will appear to advertise like Ladbrokes or Fosters or, I don't know, the new Volkswagen Golf. That could be him. He could carve out a nice little niche. Now he's put his like toe in the water. His first venture into TV adverts. He could be everywhere because people trust him. He's like he's like the new Martin Lewis. You know Martin Lewis, the money-saving expert. Every time they survey people on who the most trustworthy person in the country is, they always say, more than any journalist, more than any politician, they always say, money-saving expert Martin Lewis. Chris Whitty could carve out a great career in being like medical expert Chris Whitty, but also make loads of money off it by giving his trusted opinion on all sorts of things. Just imagine, it's great. I'm so happy for Chris that he's got this shiny new TV advert with his with his face on. I think that's lovely. And you know what? I just, I just want to spread the Chris, Chris Whitty love because in an age where uh, everybody seems to be rubbish at their jobs in public life, and people go around saying, oh, we've had enough of experts. Here he is, Chris Whitty. He's a real expert. He's doing his thing. He's trying to just get it right. Nobody's listening to him, but he's just doing his best. And I like that. I respect that. So so well done to Chris Whitty. Coming soon to a TV screen near you. Right, the game. What's going on? It's our new thing that we do on a Saturday afternoon. It's coming up next after Noah Cyrus and all three on Wizard Radio. Noah Cyrus, all three on Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman. Hi, it's Saturday. Hope all is good with you. Coming up now, it's time for the game that we play every time this week, as of last week. It's it's a new game. It's called What's Going On? What's oh, Going and On? Listen, I, I, I said I would make a jingle for it, and I did. But um, oh wait, actually, I believe it's it's actually ready now. If you want to, if you want to hear it, it was it was a close run thing. But here it is. Listen, it's time for what's going on. Oh, such high production values on this show. So, what happens in what's going on? There is a clip that I will play you of something that has been just completely ripped from context. There's no way of really knowing what's supposed to be happening. It's kind of it's a bit chaotic. There's a lot to unpack. And all you have to do is try and come up with some kind of vaguely plausible explanation about what you're actually hearing. Because it, it, it's supposed to be a bit confusing. I want you to make sense of the confusion. I want you to come up with a compelling, convincing, doesn't have to be correct, just interesting narrative for the, the sort of 15 seconds or so that I'm about to play you. So phones at the ready, 07807 183 538. That is my number. Try and tell me what you think is happening in this clip. So again, it's just it's just kind of a wall of noise there. There's some music. There's a terrible Chris Brown song playing at one point. I mean, all Chris Brown songs are terrible. Um, there's another song. It changes halfway through. You just hear lots of lots of voices. If I didn't know any better, I would say this was a mass gathering, which is very illegal right now. But what do you think is happening in that? If you think you know, you can send me a text right now on 07807 183 538. All guesses welcome. A, a genuine guess if you think you know what that actually is and where it's come from. Or just a dumb guess that pieces together all the different elements of what you have just heard. 07807 183 538. Shall we hear it again so we can let those creative juices flow? You see, I... I don't know what that is, but I already don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable hearing what sounds like a lot of people together at once singing along to music. That is very suspect to me. 
But if you think you know what is actually happening there, if there's a reasonable explanation for it that means it's not, you know, a massive contravention of everything that is going on in the world right now, 07807-183-538. Or you can email me as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk. On Twitter, at wizradio is us. We're also on Instagram. It is the same. What is happening in that clip, I will tell you. In about 50 minutes' time, something like that. And I think we'll get a suggestion off James Gilmore then as well, because it's not a show without James Gilmore. Also, on the way, I have set myself a goal for 2021. I'll tell you about that. A new thing called Flex of the Week. And I've been on hold this week, and it's been driving me mad. I'll tell you more in a bit. Plus, playing you Starly and Billie Eilish. It is nearly four o'clock right now, though. Let's get a news update. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Starly and Call On Me. Just playing that because it felt like it. Why not? A bit of a throwback for you. Before that, Billie Eilish and Therefore I Am. On the way, Gracie Abrams, Justin Bieber and Harry Styles. I'm Alec. Hi. I wasted approximately 50 minutes of my life this week. I'll never get them back. And I spent them on hold. I hate being on hold. I hate, I hate calling people, generally. It always puts you on edge a little bit, just phoning people up. But it's even more annoying when first you have to go through like the automated phone thing that's like, hello, thank you for calling. If you're calling about this, please press one. Pre- please press one. But if you're calling about anything else, please press two. If, if any of these things that you're calling about, is it this? Just infuriating. They always speak really slowly. And they're basically just there to fill time so that you're on hold for slightly less time. But then eventually... Once you get through all the automated menus, you do get put on hold. And it's just a its a miserable, soul-destroying, excruciatingly boring experience being on hold. It's rubbish. Because, well, there's a number of reasons why it's rubbish. Number one, if the hold music is really naff, it's just like torture, listening to it on repeat. Being constantly told as well that your call is you know, important to us and we'll get to you soon. That's also annoying because it's mostly a lie. But then there's also the fear... The fear when you are on hold that something will happen, you'll have spent so long on hold and then, I don't know, your phone will die or you'll accidentally hang up or you'll get disconnected or something will happen. You'll go to the toilet when they pick up and then that's it. All that time, just wasted. It's a really high stakes activity being on hold. The longer you're on hold for, the more high stakes it is because the closer you should be in theory to getting through, but then, you know, the more likely you know the the worse it is if it goes wrong and it's just so frustrating and it's rubbish and it's boring and i can't believe that in the year 2020 we're still having to deal with this rubbish where you get put on hold on the phone and have to listen to some rubbish cheesy like elevator music and then you might get to speak to someone they might hang up on you when like you know the internet exists what if why can't you book an appointment with customer services for example why can't you like call up and be like, okay, we'll call you back, and then they do. Why? Why is it so rubbish? So I'm trying to trying to think of some ways that the experience of being on hold could be improved. And so, just, just whilst you whilst you sat there listening to this, just ask yourself whether what I'm about to subject you to makes you more or less angry. Maybe for each one of these. Just describe your rage levels on like a 1 to 10 scale, okay? So, first of all, just to sort of to set the bar, this, this is the hold music that I was experiencing on a loop. This was this just it, two, two weird instrumental tracks. This is what I was experiencing for about 50 minutes of my life the other day. Where do they even get these tracks from? Where do they come from? Why are they so boring? Why why do they just stress you out? They're supposed to be relaxing, but that first one, that was too fast. That was not relaxing. And then the second one, yes, it was was more chilled but also just where's it from why does it sound like it's about 20 years old on a vhs what what's up with that 
So just, what what's your like your anger score, your rage score after having hearing those? For me, I'd say it's like a I don't know a six or a seven. No, 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 no. Sorry, seven or an eight. It's higher than that. That's that's the whole music that I was listening to for a very long time. Awful. But what if to improve the process? Instead of having this annoying music that stresses you out, they played some like nice, relaxing classical music. Like stick some Mozart on hold, and I think that'd be a lot more enjoyable. Like, how do you feel when you hear this? is important to us you see that's that's much nicer already and then here i am i've just taken you off hold thanks I'm, hello i'm back i just put put the show on hold but you didn't get annoyed at that did you because it was like some nice enjoyable relaxing classical music and it was just it was just pleasant you know even though yes you were on hold waiting for me to to come back and do the radio at least you got to listen to something nice whilst it was happening that that's a way you could quite quickly improve the experience of being on hold i was also thinking maybe um, they could play, like, I don't know, just put the TV on, because if you've got nothing else to do and you are waiting to talk to someone, I feel like normally you would just, like, if you need mindless entertainment, you just pop, like, daytime telly on. So what if instead of playing annoying music down the line, like, they should have done their research before attempting to buy their next home under the hammer. Now it's not just the punters that are varied at auction. No, the lots are just See, as mixed. Isn't that already just more interesting just because it's something something you can think about, you can learn about property. You can learn about air hunters or whatever it is. You can watch working lunch. Is that still on? I don't know. Um, again, just slightly more stimulating and less infuriating than annoying, weird, ambient music. I would say if I was on hold, but I got to listen to Homes Under the Hammer, that would drop my rage levels to at least a four. Or, I mean, here here's an idea, possibly um, an idea that I could potentially benefit from. I think this is perfect because say you're on hold for like 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes. That is a long time. That is a really long time to be on hold. All you can do really is is listen just in case they pick up and you don't want to miss them picking up. So what better thing to listen to that's about 45, 50 minutes long than an episode of a podcast? Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages. We'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. So let's see. Uh, hello? You see? You could you could learn something. You could be entertained, uh, and and I suppose an upside of that also for everybody else on hold would be if they were to put say my podcast on as the hold music, they'd probably get so many people hanging up. There'd be no queue anymore. Perfect. There's well, there we go. We've got it. We've improved the process of being on hold one and for all. I've solved it once again. Another of the world's problems that could be solved simply by by asking me who. <laughs> Who knew that I was such a problem solver? Right, this is Gracie Abrams right now on Wizard Radio. Brush fire. Gracie Abrams and Brush Fire on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hi. 
So, it's 2021. It's a brand new year. And, you know, it's nice to set some kind of objective for the coming 12 months. You don't have to, you know, meet it necessarily. You don't have to complete all of your goals. But it's nice to set yourself a target. I find just so you've got something to like work towards. You've got a bit of focus. You've got a direction, which is good. And I've been thinking about what my like objective for the year 2021 should be. I've been thinking long and hard. And I've decided that what I want to have achieved by the end of 2021 is as follows. This is good because it's achievable. It's something that I could do despite the fact that there is currently a global pandemic. You know, it doesn't affect what my plans are. And I think that's perfect because it, you know, it won't be affected by anything. There's nothing that could throw it off. I know that this is something that I can really achieve if I put my mind to it. And so I've decided by the end of 2021, I want to have sampled and reviewed every single Marmite flavoured product that you can buy in the shops today. All of them, because there's loads. I noticed this towards the end of last year. They've suddenly started doing everything. You can get Marmite flavoured nuts. You can get Marmite flavoured crisps. You can get Marmite flavoured cheese. They're Marmite flavoured peanut butter. They're just taking, you know, everyday items and they're putting Marmite in it. And they're going, look, it's this, but with Marmite, buy it. And you know what? Yes, I will. Yes, I will, because I quite like Marmite. I enjoy it. I know not everybody does, but I enjoy it. And so I'm, I'm sort of, I'm interested by these products. I think I saw some Marmite flavoured crisps once. I might have even tried them ages ago. And the thing that really got me into this, that got me thinking, I wonder if Marmite really does improve these things. Is when I saw in the uh, supermarket a few months ago, Marmite flavoured hummus. And if you listen to the show regularly, you'll know that I love hummus. It's one of my favourite things. I can eat so much of it. I can eat unholy quantities of hummus. I I probably eat some kind of hummus every day. Not even exaggerating. A chickpea will enter my mouth on a daily basis via hummus. And so when I saw that they had Marmite flavoured hummus, I, I wanted to try some. And so I bought it. And I reviewed it on this show. And if you remember, I I just didn't quite vibe with it. It was sort of, it was cool, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for. It was hummus, but it didn't really taste like hummus. It tasted too strongly of Marmite. And I was like, this is good, but maybe, maybe less Marmite is needed in this Marmite flavoured hummus. Less Marmite, more hummus. And so I reviewed it. And, you know, I think someone at Marmite has been listening to the show. Because when I was in the shops the other day, I saw it again on the shelf. But this time, they are proudly advertising a new recipe. And what that that means, I think, is that somebody was listening to the show when I was saying that they need to change the recipe and make it more hummusy and less marmite And they've gone, okay, you know what, let's do it. So I've bought the new recipe marmite hummus. And to kick off my objective for 2021 to review every single marmite flavoured product on the market right now, I've got some hummus. I'm going to do a taste test and general review right now. So to start with, now this is clever. I didn't notice this the last time. They've made the packaging look like a jar of Marmite. You know how it's got like a distinctive shape? It's kind of like curved at the sides and it's got an orange lid. That's what they've done, but with the little cardboard sleeve, they've made it the shape of a Marmite tub. And I think that's excellent. I think that's really clever. They get extra points for that. So well done. If you're interested, they spell hummus... H-O-U-O-U-S. I know it's quite a controversial topic how you actually spell it, but that's what they go for. Obviously, it's like black and yellow and red, the packaging. It catches your eye. It looks like, you know, Marmite. So that's all good. Let's let's open the lid. Okay. This is like an unboxing. There's a little, there's a layer of like plastic film that you need to peel off to get it open. Okay. Smell. She'll, she'll give it a sniff. Yeah, I can't lie, it does still still smell quite strongly of Marmite. I don't know how new this new recipe really is. But to sample it, I've got I've got a piece of, like a, a half of a pitta that's freshly warmed in the toaster. I did it during the last song. So let's, let's have a little scoop. I know some people may frown upon this. I do like to scoop straight into my hummus because I'm the only one that eats it. And let, let's try it, right? Okay, it's in. First impression. Um, why does it taste? 
You know what, I've got hiccups. <laughs> Why does it taste like soy sauce? That's what I'm getting. I'm getting soy sauce first. Then Marmite, again, very salty. Not really getting any hummus, again. I'm not tasting any chickpea in that. I, you know what, I'm not sure they've listened to me at all. The person from Marmite who was listening to the show before, listen, take my advice. I, I know what I'm talking about. I know hummus, I know Marmite. Just, just follow my lead, okay? But yeah, no. Again, I love the packaging. It's like a 9 out of 10 for the packaging. But for the actual the actual product, nah, it's still a 6, I'm sorry. But you know what, we might continue this. Cause we'll revisit it every now and again. Before the end of this year, I will have reviewed every Marmite-based product you can buy right now. Right, coming next, Flex of the Week after Justin Bieber and anyone on Wizard Radio. Justin Bieber with anyone on Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman. Hi. I wouldn't say I'm a particularly flexy person. Um, I'm talking in the sense of like showing off. I'm not talking about flexible, although I'm also not very flexible. You know, I like I like just being quite low-key about most things. I don't like making a big fuss. I don't be, like being like, oh, look at me, aren't I great? I just, you know, get on with it. But not everyone's like that. Some people are just prolific flexors. They will flex about anything at any given opportunity. They love to show off. They use their social media especially as a tool in this this race to show off about stuff. And I think the best flex I've seen this week was was spotted on Instagram. And I had to tell you about it because I was just like, wow, this is this is class. This is flexing achieved perfectly. You know, like it's it's terrible. But at the same time, respect to them for for getting in such a a good flex without even doing it. Like Obviously, I thought it was really quite impressive in a way. And it was someone I was at school with actually, and we put this photo up on their Instagram story to flex to the world that they have just received their COVID-19 vaccine. Are you jealous already or what? They've been vaccinated, they've had the first jab, and when you get vaccinated, what they do, this is for anything by the way, not even just COVID, you get a little card on it that says your name, that says what vaccine you've had and like what batch the vaccine came from, what date you got it. And it just gives you a bit of like information about the vaccine you've just been given that you can put on your medical records or whatever, or like track exactly where your vaccines come from. It's cool, it's clever. And so they posted a picture of this on their Instagram story being like, oh look, I've been vaccinated with their vaccine card. And next to it, just, just subtly draped round sort of the lower corner of the photo was a lanyard. And on that lanyard, in massive capital letters, it said, MEDICAL STUDENT! And I was like, oh ho, oh ho, oh ho, oh ho, oh ho, I've seen what you've done here. What you've done here is just, oh, oh no, I've, I've left my medical student lanyard in the photo. Oh, how embarrassing. I didn't mean to get that in the photo. Oh, I just wanted to show you all that I've been vaccinated against COVID-19. I didn't also want to tell you that I'm a medical student. I'm a medical student, by the way. Did you know I'm a medical student? And <laughs> I was just like, you know, well done. Well done to this person for just a perfectly executed, subtle, but nonetheless massive flex. Well done to that. They they flexed about their vaccine. They flexed about being a medical student as well. All in one Instagram story. So big well done to them. But I want to try something here. And we might do it again. We might never do it ever. But I want to try doing a flex of the week because all these people who use social media to flex, they do it quite regularly. I just want to know what the ma- the biggest flex you have seen on your timeline is in the last seven days. What's the biggest flex you've seen this week? Was it a good flex? Was it a bad flex? What were they flexing? Was it a really subtle way like this, this medical lanyard or was it just out and out? Look at me, aren't I great? What is the the best slash worst, because they're sort of interchangeable here, flex that you've seen on social media this week? Uh, It could be. It could be older than this week if it's really a standout memory of yours. Let me know right now. 07807 183 538. That is 07807 183 538. Just save it in your phone and you you can text me whenever you want. You can also email me on station at wizardradio.co.uk or on all the socials we are at wizradio. What's your flex of the week? Send in your nominations right now and we will crown a flex of the week. 
after Baby Queen. And right now, this is exciting, a new song by Harry Styles. Harry Styles is really famous. He's really, really famous. And so when I looked back on my list of people that I've, I've researched and done completely accurate 60 Second Guides to, I was like, oh, of course we will have done a Harry Styles one. He's really famous. But actually, I never have. So today, it is my great delight to tell you that I've done lots of research into Harry Styles and I've got some facts for you. And all of these facts, well, I wouldn't lie, would I? These are totally accurate. So this is my 60 Second Guide, completely accurate to Harry Styles. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Harry Styles, heartthrob, fashion icon, musical pioneer, monosyllable enthusiast. He's been in the spotlight for over 10 years now, but what you might not know about Harry Styles is that before he was famous, he worked in a butcher's shop in his native Holmes Chapel in Cheshire. He was halfway through an apprenticeship when he auditioned for the X Factor, meaning he's trained to cut up several different types of meat, including chicken, beef, and lamb. But sadly, he quit before he uh, progressed to all things pig-related in his butcher's course. Ironically, he's now actually a vegetarian, but perhaps his days working in the butcher's shop put him right off. He's well known as well for his string of relationships with older women, including Amanda Holden, Julie Andrews, Dame Judi Dench, and, allegedly, Princess Margaret. His motives for these are unclear, although some people have accused him of doing it to try and claim their state pension if and when they pass on. He also has only four toes on his right foot. He's got six on his left, though. That's Harry Styles in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman, and that was... Baby Queen and Want Me. Can you tell like, I didn't have the right piece of paper in front of me? Harry, St- <laughs> Harry Styles before that. With Treat People with Kindness. Hello. Holly Humberstone. What a great name. She's playing next. And Miley and Dua Lipa on before 5 o'clock. And we'll find out what's going on as well in the new game. What's going on? But first, I want the flexes of the week. Flex of the week. It's, you know, the biggest flex that you've seen on the timeline in the last seven days. I saw someone who not only had received the COVID vaccine, but also found a way to make sure everybody knew she was a medical student as well by accidentally getting her lanyard in in the photo. So that that was a good flex. And Toby says, the worst social media flex of this week is all of these influencers, ugh, who are in Dubai. Yes, I know the ones. He says, I know you mentioned this earlier in the show. But it's seriously so bad. What is the most obnoxious way to show off that you have loads of money and no actual job? Fly off to a different country when things are going really badly in the UK. Instead of staying here and following the rules and actually contributing positively to the situation, they just fly off and take their social media photos of it because they've been sponsored. You know what? That's definitely not going straight in my basket. Yes, Toby. That is a weird reference, but I remember it well. Yes, I mean that. Yeah, that is a great contender for flex of the week, but in a bad way. That is a terrible flex. Being like, oh, look at me, I'm rich and I'm escaping. No, not cool. You put it better than I could have ever. Yeah, those influences are terrible. Um, and that is, yeah, it's a strong contender for flex of the week. But I sort of, I don't want to give them that honour of having flex of the week simply because they're all awful people. So maybe, maybe we'll we'll keep it in the mix, but we'll see what else we've got. Isabella wants to nominate something else. I don't know if you saw this in the news this week, Alec. The government announced all exams are cancelled and they're doing teacher assess grades instead, which is just when the teacher decides your grade at the end of the year. Yeah, I have been keeping up with this. Isabella's though, says, My Instagram was full of stories from friends and people at my school who were just packing away their revision notes and worrying about what they would end up getting. Um, but not my friends. Well, not for one of them. She thought the right thing to do would be to show a video of her packing up her books but with a real emphasis on the classwork and assessment grades on camera so everyone knows that she's sad that the world's going downhill but she has good grades so it's fine wait there's a lot to, i'm trying to make sense of this when you say like when you say packing away do you mean they're like putting their books away because they're like oh i don't need these anymore the teacher's gonna make up my grades or oh that you mean like doing loads of seriously heavy revision I don't know. I, I don't quite follow. But what I do know is that the flex of the week is this person who's just, you know, made some content like, oh, look, I'm sad. Oh, I need to need to revise. 
but oh, oh wait, oh no, it's fine. Because look, look how good my grades are. Yeah, yeah, that is that is a shocking flex. Just accidentally showing everyone that her her grades are really good. She's like, oh no, look at this. Look, I don't need to revise for this exam anymore. Look, but look at no, seriously, look at it. Look at my grades. Yeah, that that is a, another strong nomination for flex of the week from Isabella and Ben says someone I know got their vaccine this week as well amazing I don't know how they managed to get it but they documented it in full like it was a documentary every single moment of the process got its own Instagram story they were talking to camera on the way to the hospital all of the works and I was thinking nobody cares that much your 150 followers won't blow this up oh. I mean it's it sounds like quite good content to be fair the process of getting a vaccine if they did have slightly more followers i'd say that's good because they're like influencing people to also get it but, but maybe not quite necessary especially at this point in the pandemic to just be like yeah look i've got it before everybody else no 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 um but yeah that is an, another strong flex who will i crown flex of the week though that's the real question here i think it's it's either um, the person that I saw who got in that they've been vaccinated and they're a medic or Isabella's friend who just accidentally posted all of their really good grades on I think it's got to be Isabella's friend actually that is that is a massive flex the influencers they just, they just didn't do it for me because I don't like them much and I don't think they deserve such an honour to be given flex of the week but this week's flex of the week does go to Isabella or Isabella's friend who showed the world how good her grades were because everybody's getting predicted grades instead of doing exams. So well done to them. Coming up next, we will find out what's going on in the game. What's going on? But first, it's Holly Humberstone and Vanilla playing right now on Wizard Radio. Holly Humberstone and Vanilla on Wizard Radio. And now it is time to get back to... What's going on? We play this every week. I've got a clip that I found on the internet. I've ripped it completely from context, so it, it doesn't really make any sense anymore. It's kind of confusing. All I want you to do is try and construct a vaguely plausible explanation for what is actually happening in this clip. And so let's have a listen again to what we heard earlier on. So the bits of that that I could make out, there was a lot of shouting, there was some music in the background, there was a Chris Brown song, ugh, and there was another song as well, and I think there were some people singing along. It sounds like there were lots of people there. And, you know, it, it doesn't sound like the kind of thing that should really be happening right now. So what is your explanation for what you have just heard? What's happening there? Alana says, I don't know for sure what's going on in this clip, but is it... Is it Rita Ora's birthday party for last month? I've got quite a strong feeling it might be. There's R&B music. There's lots of people partying. There's a clear breach of lockdown rules. It has Rita Ora written all over it. <laughs> mm, have I got my man on the inside or woman on the inside to pass me that secret recording? Uh, no, no, I haven't. It's a nice guess, actually. I wish, I wish I did have some audio of that, but no. That will remain forever a mystery. It's not Rita Ora's birthday party, but you're all on the right line, actually. You've got kind of roughly, I think, what the general vibe is. It's something that probably shouldn't be happening, but is. But it wasn't Rita Ora's birthday party. That is incorrect. But thank you for playing, Alana. I'll do play again next week. Benny says, I have a feeling this clip isn't a party during lockdown or anything. It's probably pre-2020. It's a birthday party, but for babies. I don't know why I think this, but it's probably some kind of celebrity baby's birthday party where they're playing music and it sounds like a club and there are all these adults having a nice time and the kid whose actual birthday is is just sat in their car in the corner, not really knowing what's going on or something like that. Oh, that's a good shout. Another birthday party related suggestion, but pre-pandemic, so no rules have been broken. Yeah, it's sort of like a, a Northwest type figure or a... Blue Ivy, all of these rich celebrity kids whose parents would throw them these massive wild birthday parties that's actually just an excuse for, for them to have a party. Um, it could be that, yeah, but 
it's it's not that. It's again, sort of right vibe. Everybody's managed to work out that it is a party. I guess you know it's not it's not rocket science, but it's not a birthday party for a celebrity child. But nice guess, Betty. Thank you for playing, Nate. I think this is a COVID mass spreader event in America. There's loads of people partying. They're listening to Chris Brown. They're spreading the virus from person to person. Obviously, you don't like to see it or hear it, but at least it's better than the Trump rallies, which were also kind of a, a COVID mass spreader event. I'm trying to work out, though, if there's some kind of catch here. What am I missing? But I literally just think it's a club night or something like that. But it's happening during COVID times with people spreading the virus. Nate, you are, you are so close, in a way, sort of. You're close. Alana is also kind of close. Benny was a bit further away, but you're all you're all sort of along the right lines actually today that I've seen. In that, you get it. It's a mass gathering. It's lots of people. They're having a party, but why? Who? What? Where? When? And indeed, why? Well, I can tell you that it does not take place in America, as suggested by Nate. It actually takes place in Dubai. Yeah. I know, I know. It's it's those influences. I've been sort of ranting about them all show because it's really annoyed me this week. It genuinely has. And so what you just heard were all these really obnoxious influencers who are having a lovely time in Dubai. That was a video from, I think, some minor celebrity off Love Island's Instagram story, if I remember correctly. I don't know who it is. I don't really care. But that's what's happening. It's a super spreader event in the form of all the influencers having a nice time in Dubai. And that is what's going on. And that explains why they're listening to Chris Brown, because they're all also terrible people. So well done. You all, you all sort of got roughly along the right lines on what's going on today. So nice one. Thank you for playing. We'll do it again just before four o'clock next week. But now my time with you. It's over. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for hanging out. I know everybody's feeling a bit rubbish at the moment. Well, I think they are. That's the impression I'm getting. So it's been nice to hang out. Had a nice time. Thank you very much. Let's do it again next week. Oh, by the way, the week the mixtape's on on Friday as well. Some tunes at the moment, if I say so myself. I pick all the music for now. It's great. Check that out at 3 o'clock if you have time. Miles Korkski is coming up next, and I will see you next Saturday at 3 p.m. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. <laughs>